the Parenthood Podcast. <laughs> is this just a spinoff now at this point? Is this all we're doing? Is Parenthood from here on out? I'm sure there are movie podcast listeners that wish that we would make this switch and uh, get out of get out of the game, so to speak. I'm struggling right at the top with this. Um, I told my wife, "Hey, I'm going to go record that thing, uh, something that you're mildly interested in, but will never listen to." And she said, "How are you going to talk about that?" And I said, "I don't know." <laughs> Maybe the Baldwin brother that makes a guest appearance. I, I don't know how I'm going to uh, approach this. Well, um, me and my wife, as I mentioned, we watched this episode about two weeks ago now. Hmm. And the way that we consume the show, that's, I don't know, 40 hours of television ago. So I have no idea what happened on the Thanksgiving episode. I'm assuming that just May Whitman gets very upset and starts crying and uh, Zeke says something that's kind of out of touch and then, you know, kind of finds his way back around. Um, I think you're wrong on May Whitman. <laughs> I, I don't think you're wrong in general because I, I have seen other parenthood episodes and I, I do think that, you know, she provides the, uh, the uh, good old fashioned, I guess, NBC family melodrama punch uh, normally, but uh, she's pretty chill in this one. She's uh, in this episode. She's helping Grandma um, with the uh, what is it the the oven schedule, what goes in, what comes out, and then she at the end of the episode tells Grandma like, "Hey, you don't have to put up with this shit. Someone else can clean up the house. You got you had enough kids. You had fucking four kids, and then they had kids. Uh, we've got hired hands. We've got the help to do this. So no, she actually was pretty chill." But it did make me remember why I don't watch shows like this, watching this one episode. Why is that? What is it about this uh, this type of show that you don't like? There's – okay, so I told – I think on the last time I recorded, I said what I, I held against uh, something like, I guess, the, the concept of parenthood is how insular uh, the The cult is. of Braverman? Yeah, like everything – uh, is elevated to the point where, uh, you know, I grew up in a small town, so there are probably families like this, um, probably not as <laughs> apparently well off as <laughs> the Bravermans. <laughs> They've had a pretty nice, uh, homestead. I mean, at times when I was watching this, I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this Kevin Costner in Yellowstone? Like, what is this <laughs> sprawling place out in, uh, California they this... live in? This is Northern California too, right? I think it's just outside of the Bay Area, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but they try to bring it down a notch, where it's like, "Oh, look at uh, look at Coach. You remember from the other show? He's just out in the barn <laughs> having his uh, his grandson have his first beer together. Like it's that kind of, um, it's like the uh, no, I don't want to say the opposite of Mad Men. I mean, these are definitely different tiers of shows, <laughs> but. Uh, it's like that, you know how people misunderstand, like, or I guess misunderstood Mad Men, uh, where they're like, man, Don Draper, 
cool. I wish I could be like him and his buddies at work. Like they, <laughs> they're watching the same show. They, they miss you, the point, okay. but they miss it all. <laughs> right. It's you know the, the yeah. Scarface poster, Fight Club, all of that. Mad Men. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I don't know if Matthew uh, Weiner would would like that. That he's he's on that wall that, of that college dorm. But Parenthood <laughs> seems like they brazenly want you to misunderstand this very family. Like they're just <laughs> like you. And I don't think so. It's actually, it feels so, so white and privileged that it's a bunch of white privileged people trying to make their lives have conflict where there is none, where there shouldn't be any conflict. I think that's why I'm coming around to why I don't stick with these type of shows because for the most part, their lives are pretty good. And when you get to the point where, um, you have, I guess, Crosby, the unfortunate mm -hmm. Dak Shepard, just unfortunate in general, who I think now makes his living in this space in podcasting, right. um, is trying to show, um, is it his like baby mama, I guess that he's rekindled a romance with. I don't, I don't, I've forgotten the continuity of parenthood here. Yeah. That, that, I, I, that's it. Yeah. He gets back together with, she shows up and they start. I think they get married before the end of it, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, but isn't in the in the pilot episode is he even aware that he fathered a child? I felt like there was no. He, he doesn't know. Yeah. Okay, so he's not a total shit here. Uh, he's just you know he's playing catch up. He apparently... well that, that would be that would be far too realistic to have him to allow him to just be a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. There's there's too much change in these shows without the characters really moving an inch. Like, it's like, oh, the, uh, the, the guy that was cool, uh, the cool brother on six feet under that used to have a beard is kind of the, the dorky, uh, sibling <laughs> now. And, uh, I, I, it's like his job suddenly is changing. Like you can feel the, the, the fabric of the fact that this is a television family, uh, as opposed to him just having a boring job that pays well enough, but is mostly unsatisfying to, to him personally, uh, there has to be some bit of drama where it's, you know, this Baldwin brother, you know, has stolen the company. He sold it out from under him. And now what's he going to do next week? Well, you better, better watch when, you know, the writers obviously are tired of this boring job. So he's presumably going to start his own company or something. Right. Yeah. Well, I did want to get to one of your initial complaints about the show because I, I brought that up to my wife. I've given, of I've, the we're, money. We've been on the call for six minutes and 15 seconds and I've <laughs> registered 48 complaints. So uh, it, it was the, the cult of Braverman, that idea. And so I mentioned that to my wife because when you, you said that, that, I found that very amusing and I brought that to my wife and she said, that's because you guys are white. Hmm. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, this is exactly what Mexican families are like. Don't do you remember and so, you know, and yeah, she, she's not wrong. That's more on you. I mean, you, you married into the family, so you should be aware. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm fine. I married a, no, a I, pasty I, I mean, white I'm girl. Just... It's all it's all <laughs> white bread here. I, I, I think I'm kind of like Joel in that regard. I'm just the guy in the background, not really affecting the drama too much. Just, you know, kind of. I'm uh, glad you brought him up. My favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> the underappreciated one. Well, he married into the Bravermans, but he keeps the appropriate distance like you know he doesn't make any waves because he knows they're like gonna go fuck they're gonna give him another fucking speech about you know this is the 
the Braverman football game, and this is the the Braverman tying of the shoes, and it's always going to be some sort of Braverman <laughs> something or another. And he just sort of was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, of course, like of course. But you know, he 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 makes sure that he's like standing six feet away, or you know, in the other room, preferably. But um, even that, like, whenever we did the, uh, I think the swim fan episode, and I, this joke started, I dropped a clip. I was, I was wondering if we would end up talking more about swim fan in this episode than we did in the swim fan episode, mm. and finally, we just had to course correct by you know swapping places. I, I tell you what, man, I, I dig this, Erica Christensen. I, I <laughs> the, the Scientology thing, you know, when I, when I do my uh, investigative journalism on her, which usually just involves me Google image searching uh, pictures just to look at, and then they'll say like, you know, famed Scientologist, and I'm like, well, there goes the erection. That was that was nice while it happened. Um, I I like her character a lot. She's the she's the only one that I could see internalizing the bravermanness. To where it has made her life, uh, which is from an outsider's perspective, is like very successful. She's, I think, she's an attorney. Uh, I love yeah. doing a t- television series podcast where I'm just like, I think this is what this is. I don't know because <laughs> <laughs> TV podcasts are so hyper specific. Like, here's four hours on this 45 minutes you watch. Come back next week. We're gonna do it all over again with the next 45 minute chunk. I show up and I'm like, well, I saw some of this years ago. Chris, you just tell me if I'm wrong and I'm just going to keep going. It's this weird thing. It's um, those types of podcasts. They picked up my least favorite type of review, um, which is in, it's just like a scene by scene encapsulation of what you saw. Mm. And those just where they break down every scene and then they just say, so what'd you think? And then they'll have maybe three seconds and then it goes into the, next scene explaining exactly what happened and it's i i that's i mean as mind numbing as this show might be mm. uh, that is just painful to listen to well i mean no one's going to accuse us of going scene by scene or even staying on the, the chosen <laughs> film or show at hand you know it may be other scenes from other properties entirely i have to think that started with in the modern sense probably lost because i think lost would have been airing right when podcasts early podcasting became a thing but- did Lost kind of lend itself to that in a way? Because yeah. the way the little pieces of the mythology were being parsed out week by week, you could spend that time trying to see if there was something there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I don't know what a parenthood podcast would look like, and there's no way we could start one. Because I mean, we could start one, but you know, by season one, episode five, what would we be talking about? Uh, something, something else entirely, probably Lost. You know, we'd be jumping into that. I, I, I'm just going to put the blame on Lost, and there were certainly things like the X Files and and Twin Peaks uh, before it, um, where digging into the minutia of things and having the, uh, I guess it would be like outside of the actual watching experience, you could kind of fill mm-hmm. your your work week or whatever until the next week's episode uh, with some sense of community. I don't know if Parenthood. Uh, <laughs> deserves that and actually i'm not faulting parenthood for that like i i i actually think you know some there's something going on here where uh your wife uh international woman of mystery and my <laughs> pasty uh kentucky girl uh share something where they th- this is something that they both binge now you're binging now you've been roped into it 
I, I, just, I like spending time with my wife. If that means I have to watch Parenthood, I'm fine That's with that. That's a good answer. Um, whereas I'm <laughs> defiant and say, I am going to the other room to watch something else. <laughs> Shame for you choosing this. I'm going to go watch Maniac. <laughs> God. Uh, th- yeah, and then talk about uh, an erection for 40 minutes on a podcast. <laughs> but... This also feels very old, and this when did, when did this wrap up? It's not been that long ago that it it completed its Maybe run. Maybe eight years ago, seven years ago, something like that. I, I'm not sure, but it it feels like a different style of television in, entirely now. Like everything is going into. I don't know if it's the Netflix model or even something like uh, like FX ten to twelve episode runs of things, be it comedy right. or drama. And this is old fashioned. Like you're going to spend 20 hours every, every year <laughs> with the Bravermans. And I don't, I guess people didn't with these type of shows, they didn't complain about the padding because the padding is kind of the point. It's like you, yeah. if you enjoy these characters, you want to just hang out with it. You know, the school year, uh, the, the, the whole process with them. And I can't, I can't fault, people for that but i'm i'm glad that they don't try to apply that to to other things like i'm, <laughs> I'm glad we don't <laughs> we don't go into don draper's like everyday existence because it probably would become incredibly depressing to do that for that long of a stretch you, you don't want 23 hours every year on the queen's gambit you know, I um, actually did watch one episode of that, the first episode, and I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. <laughs> like, I was like, I, I like that. <laughs> uh, and I liked it so much that I uh, clicked over on the Apple TV to the uh, newest, the Nicole Kidman HBO miniseries. And my wife's like, what are you doing? You you said you enjoyed that. And I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> and now <laughs> and we haven't watched another episode of Queen's Gambit. <laughs> I don't know what that says, but... Uh, clearly I'm not a fan of padding, uh, at all where I'm just like, I enjoy it now and I'm not going to give it a chance to, uh, to be bad. I'm just going to leave it at that. Considering that a lot of what we do is incredibly self-indulgent. What's a show that you could watch or a film series or anything like that, that just overstays its welcome, but you're more than willing to put up with it because you enjoy the world. Is there anything like that? Uh, if you want to get into kind of uh, pompous territory, uh, I would say something like shortcuts, like sure. some Altman yeah. stuff. Because uh, I mean, but, but you know, even a four-hour movie that that's still that's only four episodes of a show in one night. Yeah. And people bitch about you know of four-hour Altman movie, a four-hour <laughs> Scorsese movie, mm-hmm. but they'll be more than willing to watch seven episodes of The Walking Dead in a row. It is it is strange because yeah even when I said that I'm thinking like a shortcuts is like a is a full meal like oh that's a heavy yeah uh, even though you are kind of not aimlessly but you are just drifting in and out and checking in on various uh, people's lives much like a television series Magnolia is another one which it seems like if a film does it it has to have this sort of we are going to culminate in, in both movies in some sort of uh, I guess you would call them natural disaster in both. I don't know about spoiler alert frogs raining from the sky, <laughs> how natural that is, but you know, something epic in scope has to happen at the end of this. Uh, whereas, uh, in parenthood, uh, how does this episode even end? 
Is that? I, mean, I have I no idea. I, I mean, I watched it two weeks ago, and I have no clue. I, I watched it yesterday, Chris, and I'm like, uh, I remember that uh, the Gilmore Girls' uh, mom, uh, her kid, in this one, uh, mm-hmm. gets a phone call from his his dad that you know has not really been present in his life because uh, Zeke right, okay. Zeke is the uh, patriarch, right? He's coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the problem with the show is like, <laughs> God damn it! Like I, <laughs> I think about it and then I start griping, but it's not enough that in this show that Grandpa notices uh, that his grandson may like to have a relationship with, uh, you know, a, a father figure, his literal father here. He feels a little bit weird about his mom inviting a Baldwin brother to Thanksgiving dinner, which is totally natural. Everyone should be fucking freaked out by that. And instead of just like having that action of trying to call the father, which he does, the show has to set up where he speaks to the boy. And it's like, it's okay for you to want to, to hear from your father. And I'm like, why, who are you talking to? Like, why do you need to tell him that? If you know that two scenes later, you're going to call this man and say, Hey, you should give your kid uh, a call on Thanksgiving. And of course, Thanksgiving dinner, he gets, he gets the call. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know that that goes back to the padding thing where uh, a lot of these moments feel like they wouldn't, they wouldn't happen that way with even a family like trying to do the right thing in this case grandpa uh I, I feel like it would be something that you wouldn't see him have that conversation with the son and maybe the son you know not the brightest bulb this kid does he does... <laughs> <laughs> this i have to admit this character i'm like does anything ever happen with him because having seen many episodes i feel like he's the one uh it's almost like uh, in the Sopranos, going to another mm-hmm. better show where AJ, it's like they knew that the kid that they cast was not going to turn out to be a great actor. And so they started pulling material <laughs> away from him. And they're like, uh... Meadow is the one. So I feel like in parenthood, it's like the daughters and the various like siblings, like the various families. They're the ones that get all the, the meat on the bone in parenthood. They give him a little arc when he goes to college and he starts to date somebody who is interested in dating him and is sleeping around and yeah, it's like a mini arc for two or three episodes. I think. Yeah. Well, they just like, you know, send him to military school and then write him off the show (laughs) or something. I say that. And actually I like of all the performances, I probably like his the best because he's a boring kind of sour teenage male that doesn't really have anything of interest to say. Or have like the words to express himself. So he's the Elijah Wood of the Ice Storm in this film. Not quite as weird, uh, I guess, because um, even Elijah Wood, like when he, I guess in that movie, he realized, "Hey, I'm the boring one. Uh, let me go out and get fucking electrocuted. Let me just <laughs> let me show them." <laughs> Gilmore's son didn't have the common decency to be interesting <laughs> to die on the show. Um, no, I, 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 I still struggle with why this, um, I guess lasted, you know, four or five years or whatever it was. Because uh, even watching this episode, it feels very much like a show that would have been canceled after about twelve episodes. Like NBC was like, "Well, that was enough of that. We tried. We tried to revitalize, like, you know, what the <laughs> the thirty something mold uh, that sure. of network television. And it, this one just seems like it." Uh, slip through the cracks 
there was a funny uh, I'm trying to remember who the actor was. There was a a mean tweet. Uh, I'll have to find the clip on Jimmy Kimmel um, where <laughs> oh, it was Ethan Hawke actually. Uh, where someone the the tweet that he was reading uh, that as the the segment says was mean about himself was someone said Ethan Hawke looks like a guy uh, that never should have been a movie star but enough people said he's not that bad so we just kind of all agreed to let it happen like as a society <laughs> and I thought like I wow, that, that, yeah. that is kind of <laughs> mean of course. I, I wonder who this person is that in their world someone that looks like Ethan Hawke is just ho hum uh, because to me. It's pretty clear why he's a movie star. Yeah, a handsome man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's parenthood to me. It's like, who... I, <laughs> do we okay, all just so, agree to let it slip through the cracks? No, there, there's enough there um, that I think once you have kids, um, they hit certain things, um, moments in a way that just feels so emblematic of what it's actually like in few moments. I mean, granted the overarching things that you're talking about, uh, the interactions with the family and all that. No, it doesn't happen in that volume. Um, but there's moments that are absolutely relatable. So I, I think that's why it stayed around for as long as it did because people, those moments, people end up caring about the characters. So it feels in a strange way. And I never watched this. So this is just speaking from like, um, I guess as a, as a reference point, like something like the wonder years, except they don't have, <laughs> no. well, hold on. They don't have the lens of nostalgia because it's in a hmm. modern setting, but it's like, we're going to go play the hits of those moments of growing up. Uh, but in particular, maybe moments you wish you had where it, it maintains this sort of safeness. Like they're, they're, somewhat dealing with race and that the Dax Shepard character uh, is going to have this relationship, I guess on off again. I don't know with uh, this black woman and that child. This year. That's a much smaller deal than it is when the daughter um, dates Michael B. Jordan that they, they, they that's in this episode. To... They, you have okay. Monica Potter. The very, actually, that may be the final scene as he, she sees her daughter who's chosen to, uh, spend her holiday Thanksgiving at uh, like a soup kitchen, basically. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't tell <laughs> how they want us to read this because it's, you know, I didn't go to the next episode like you. I'm not the <laughs> parenthood freak that you are, but I'm like, is Monica Potter like aghast that her daughter is kissing a black, an attractive uh, young black man? Or are we supposed to read it that she is now questioning, did her daughter, uh, use charity <laughs> as a guise to go make out with this attractive <laughs> young black man. I didn't know how we were supposed to take that. I actually, I guess, give the would give the show a little more credit if maybe the mom does have some sort of, you know, coming from a what appears to be sort of a very liberal, uh, progressive politically family. If she maybe does have some uh, underlying, uh, you know, uh, racist viewpoints about like when it when it comes home to their family. Never in a direct way. It's always dealt with in the fact that he's a couple years older, that he lives on his own, that he's been living on an adult as an adult since he was like 16 years old, that he has an actual job and that, you know, their 16 year old daughter, they don't want her to be with somebody so grown up as he is now. It me sounds, being who I am the whole time. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's polite, but we all know what you're actually doing. It sounds <laughs> like, 
uh, you know, why the Republicans want to certify <laughs> Michigan, except for Detroit. Can we just not certify Detroit's votes? Exactly. <laughs> Those are the ones that seem kind of, you know, it's kind of questionable. The rest of the state, they had their shit together, but that damn Detroit, <laughs> they didn't, you know, dot all the I's, cross the T's. Yeah. Grand Rapids, fine. Mm. No problem there. Yeah, and I I think that's that's part of the, the I guess just the, the safeness, just general safeness of parenthood that some of those things will come up, but they're, they're never going to completely, I think, tear down any of these characters. Now, in the Swim Fan episode, when I was looking for a clip uh, based on my, my girl, uh, the Scientologist, I <laughs> did use a clip where it was like, for some reason, there was a lot of them where... Um, if you get on YouTube, I'm sure you've stumbled into this, uh, where the fandom has have made clips of the characters, but it's just set to like romantic songs. And no, I, I've n- I've n- no, why would you? Why? Well, okay. So you're, are you, um, what, what do the kids call it? Um, where, um, I, I think, I think the more grotesque erotica would be like slash fiction, um, and I remember this from an episode of Slash Film Podcast when they had Ryan Johnson on, which would, you know, be one of the few times I would ever listen to the Slash Film cast. And he was actually, he had prepared his own Slash erotica about the hosts. And whenever they tried to ask him about the film that he was supposedly on there to podcast about, <laughs> he would just start reading <laughs> this erotica about the two hosts that invited him on. Great episode. Uh, you can tell why it appealed to me. God. Hey, it's hard for me. I didn't think I could like him more than I already do. Okay. Well, well done. You know, he's put up with the fucking alt-right uh, going after his, you know, silly laser sword movie, uh, making that a political <laughs> thing. Uh, you know, the best laser sword movie they've gotten since Empire Strikes Back and not good enough for them. But, um, yeah. Too many girls. Well, t- you know, too many poor people. Like, you know, it's... <laughs> This is about royalty. I, I never realized that uh, fucking Star Wars fans are, are wondering what uh, you know the, the the Prince Charles kids are up to or who they're, who they're marrying. But if you give them a laser sword, they're all about it. It's got to be the the Skywalker dynasty. You know, it was just there was this moment where it was just that brief little second. Really, like, it doesn't matter what your family lineage is. You could be something wherever you come from. I'm, good thing that JJ stepped in and of course corrected that. Well, I was about to say, good thing you've got us talking about parenthood, where if you're not a brave man, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, can you even think of Joel's last name? Jasmine's no. last name? Okay, no, that, no that's idea. the clip. The clip. I was looking for that, and it was stupid clips, like where these people, the kids would call it standing, uh, a married couple. And I'm Never thinking, heard of this. I am thinking, why? Usually, it's okay, let me put it in terms you can understand. Uh, we'll go back to the the X Files in the '90s. How the fans were always like, "Will Mulder and Scully ever hook up?" That sort of thing. You Got know. It. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. On board. Why the fuck are there Parenthood fans making YouTube videos uh, on like Final Cut or whatever iMovie of a married couple like this? Will they or won't they? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They are together. There's nothing, there's nothing wistful about this. Uh, this isn't Ross and Rachel, Jesus Christ, Parenthood. Like this is the, this is the reason to watch the show is that it is safe. So, oh God, you might be onto something with people missing the point. So, <laughs> so maybe fans of Parenthood just—it's too complicated. Miss the point. <laughs> too, too complicated. It is Mad Men. It is the X Files. They're you know they're they're looking for things that are not not there. 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm desperately trying to find a clip. And I think I did stumble one upon one where my girl's talking to Joel, uh, actor who I have no idea. He'll always just be Joel. Um, the man who is <laughs> ashamed, secretly ashamed to be a Braverman. And we all applauded him for it. I, I guess they start to have marital problems where they, you know, they do. Down okay. Line, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, there there, spoiler there was a uh, team, team Joel, team swim fan hashtag. Who, so who, who's at fault here? Do they do they lay the blame on on my girl here? Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> they can't write enough material for us to figure out. Like, would Joel do something? No, probably not. <laughs> um. I, I, yeah, I'm trying. It, these things they take multiple seasons to come together. <laughs> I just remember that, like, she, she kisses another guy. So it, yeah, it, it's her fault. Poor fucking Joel, man. He's just, <laughs> you know, of all, I could see him slipping because you know maybe he would like to have sex with someone who wouldn't be like, <laughs> "You're about to get laid by a braverman." We're gonna show you. He how doesn't, the doesn't want to see Zeke when he's bedding down. No. Uh, or Zeke walk in the room and be like, son, you got to <laughs> receive the greatest gift from me. <laughs> Sex with my daughter. And I approve. I approve because this you've is actually, what's supposed to happen. You've improved the show. <laughs> with creepy <magnitude>. Zeke? <laughs> Walking into a bedroom scene? <laughs> giving overly earnest sex tips. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Like I, my only experience with this, really, as far as it, it, you know, it's going back to a show we mentioned that we were probably the only ones, the only show that we're capable of discussing would be Freaks and Geeks, which was a mm. show that I, I believe probably did it got canceled after one season. I don't know if it gave us twenty episodes, but I don't think so. Those type of things, the awkwardness. Uh, of those characters and the, in particular the parents and there is like a divorce angle in that show. I actually yeah. still distinctly remember like at the garage door opener is how this young man That's right. realizes yeah. it. And some of those things like really stick with you. Uh, and you know, I guess for parenthood, I have to go to YouTube to see these this <laughs> weird slash erotica, these cuts uh, of this stuff. But I, after all my complaints, like I, I have to come back and it's one of those times where you're like, this is not for me. Yeah, to change the show that much is to remove what makes it extremely bingeable and apparently palatable, which is it's going to stay within the confines of a fairly safe area, and you're going to have some somewhat trumped up conflict, but you're for the most part dealing with kind people, and you know, and then they're they're that's how they're going to resolve things is they're going to be kind to each other. Yeah, um, I will say in defense of the show, though. When it is handling stuff like that, if you, it handles it in a way that I think a lot of people, they, it's like they pick a problem of the week that fa different families go through and then they insert that problem in there. And I, they write certain things well enough that I think people do project themselves into it. And when you see yourself reflected in that way, in like a deeply personal way, even if it's not told in a perfectly honest way um, to the characters or the story, but the actual words that are being said are, you know, arguments that you've had, things that you've gone through. I, I think you can connect with something like that. I mean, the, all the stuff with their son, I, I can't watch that. I, there was a couple of years ago, you know, where I, I, when we were watching the show and I was like, I had to turn it off. I couldn't watch it. It was too close to home. 
Which son are you talking about in particular? Uh, my 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 four year old. He um, we were at the time going through the process of trying to get uh, evaluations done for autism, that kind of thing. And so you go through that and you see like actual conversations you've had reflected in the show, and it's yeah, it rings true. I'm, I'm you know to some degree glad you're not talking about like the the sullen teenager who I'm like yeah, the most boring <laughs> character. <laughs> well, no, my ten year old getting my ten year old's getting close to that now. So, so you've got <laughs> you've still got what two three more years before maybe you start to enter that no, train. No, no really, it's, it's dude, yeah, it's starting. Wow, it's starting. It's yeah, yeah. I, I can't even begin to tell you why we had to take away his tablet. So, yeah. Sweet, maybe you know that you get to get to have those Papa Zeke moments where you come in, <laughs> have, have the man talk in the first the first beer. I am not prepared to have man talk. <laughs> Having children was wildly irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it makes me think like I don't have any of that. Like I, I never really want to be a parent. Uh, I've got uh, I've got a. A dog now that's a, a total shit, a new dog. And I thought the the previous dog, uh, which was that was already painful enough to to lose him. Right. So I can't imagine like losing a, a human being where you know their presumably their life expectancy is longer than you know ten to twelve <laughs> years <laughs> if you do things right. If you're doing things well, even if you're doing it poorly, they'll they'll make it ten twelve years. Yeah, just on pure instinct, just the will mm -hmm. to. You know, to 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 grab that tablet, discover <laughs> 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 new things. <laughs> but when you're when I well, I was I was talking about like the the attraction of kind people. It made me think like, well, that you don't really watch those type of shows because you know when I I watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm like, oh, it's like my friends. Like, oh, I get this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I yeah, th there's a there's a part where. <laughs> Yeah, that, that 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 was me and my friends when I was 27. <laughs> At some point, which I thought that I was actually a very late bloomer. <laughs> like, well, it's time to maybe grow up. Start you didn't want another episode of you know the, the gang is incredibly racist or something. Um, um you know, it, it's funny that you bring that one up because there are times when I see certain friends that are still living that dream. And yeah, it does feel like it's an always sunny episode. And I guess when they look at my life, they do see it's a parenthood episode and we've just both chosen to be in different melodramas, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do get that. Um, I I'm, I'm a strange one that I'm like, I don't, I don't want to have kids or be totally domesticated that way, but I'm also incredibly tired. And so like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like working alongside just last week, like uh, a couple of guys at work were talking about some, some new, uh, drug that they, you know, only on the weekends. Right. And it's like this, you know, we're, we're totally responsible throughout the week, but it, you know, this is what I do like on my Friday night. And How I old to, are these people? One of them's 28. So he's Jesus Christ. Am, am I that old that drugs have changed? I don't even know what the drugs are anymore. I didn't know what they were talking about either. And I, you know, just like in a old, uh, uh, you know, the Ronald Reagan era of, of dare or whatever. Uh, it just scared me just to hear it, the talk. Like, like I, just, <laughs> I didn't want to know, well, but, um, I mean, it, if weed is legal in 13 States now, something like that. And, Biden's talking about pushing that through everywhere. Yeah, I'm I'm officially out. 
Like I, there's nothing dangerous about what I would want to do with my life at all. They were talking about, um, the, the advice they were exchanging. Uh, and I just, of course, just interrupted the conversation to say, Hey, you should listen to my podcast or something of that nature. <laughs> uh, it's going to be on parenthood this week. You're going to love it. 28 year old. Um, <laughs> Um, they were talking about how the, the timing of it, because otherwise like you, you won't be able to like get to sleep all weekend long. And that just, it just sounds like that sounds hell, horrible. Uh, you know, to me. Um, and yeah, so I, I had no interest in that. And so there is that level of <laughs> going back to parenthood, understanding <laughs> that you just want to see people have some degree of like normal problems. Like we, we don't need, uh, constantly, like, you know, peak television, uh, like a Sopranos, like a Mad Men, uh, Breaking Bad, where it's like, it's always some anti-hero that's, you know, like, uh, I don't guess Mad Men's life or death, although his alcoholism, possibly. Um, so there is something about this, but the one that I, I don't think you're, you're probably, like, familiar with because it's relatively new, and you'll probably make fun of me for, like, most people want to bring it up, but uh, Ted Lasso, I had a fantastic uh, experience watching that show and it does not who's it who's in ted lasso i know i've seen the name jason I, I've seen... and so it's okay a, it's all right that's app... what yeah it's an apple show right apple tv plus okay. or whatever original which is already like a big strike for most people because they're like i don't well i have, have i have the i don't you know i'm not an apple person but i have the screener thing so i can always access all of the apple original stuff and i see that one every time i log in to watch other things and is that worth spending the time on? It's the only one that has kind of, uh, you know, I don't know what broken out would mean cause, you know, in the Netflix era. They can just <laughs> proclaim this is our most watched thing ever. And you don't really know what that, that means. However, right. it's the only one I think that has uh, caused people, even if like, you know, Apple, I think gave away that service. If you bought like an iPhone last year, you got it for free for like 18 months. And <laughs> I know people who did and they're like, yeah, I never turned it on. But Ted Lasso, I think would be the one it's a horrible premise because it's based off a character he did for maybe two uh, NBC like Premier League weekend soccer promo spots where he's like, hey, NBC is <laughs> airing soccer. I created a character for this. Um, but in 2020, uh, it, it, I found it like absolutely necessary entertainment to see okay. something. So it is about such a decent man <laughs> in a world that is not decent that <laughs> That that's like the comedic premise, right? Like watch this somewhat ignorant, dumb American not realize like how much people despise his very presence, and yet it managed to be like incredibly like heartwarming and sort of inspirational with that very zany premise, and it threw me for a loop because I don't like soccer okay. and I don't like the I don't even like how this uh, originated. But uh, yeah, it considering is... that you you threw in those two caveats and mentioned that you don't like those, I'll, I'll give that a, yeah. a chance. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like him, so I would I, I could check that out. Yeah, and then you know he, he's not having the best year either. I guess unlike Ted Lasso, I just like uh, saw these. I guess him and Olivia Wilde are getting divorced or separated, and I'm like, God damn it, 2020. Like you know, I, I this man sacrificed and gave us Ted Lasso. And now he's, he's living, losing Olivia Wilde. That's just, that's a Well, maybe that means he has you. more, more time to focus on Ted Lasso. I, I, I guess you're, you're turning it to where it's like selfishly works in my interest, but maybe he was only able to produce Ted Lasso 
because he was married to Olivia Wilde, and he had maybe the, Olivia Wilde was holding him back from producing more Ted Lasso, and she threw down the gauntlet, and he made the right territory. choice. I believe Film Twitter said Olivia Wilde is better than Scorsese now because of Booksmart. <laughs> so don't say she's holding him back. <laughs> I mean, I was saying it in jest. <laughs> I, you know, I just. I would like to live in a world where people admit that uh, Superbad was actually much better than Booksmart. Booksmart's fine, but Superbad was better. Yeah, there, there, there's room for both. It's okay. One doesn't... Well, know, American I, audiences I said they're... that, no, there's not room for both because no one watched Booksmart. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> God, I'm mean. See, I can't, I can't do an episode. I can't not do more than one episode on Parenthood. Uh, this was this was a Thanksgiving episode, and we didn't even really touch on that. Pies, a big deal. It's a big deal <laughs> if your uh, pseudo in laws coming and they make uh, two extra delicious pies. They're not on the list. This is incredibly, right. incredibly white and hard to. This is not a 2020 show, I don't think, because it actually no. just made me actively angry. Because I'm like, we've got bigger issues here. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Too many pies. So so then it's something that's overly dark. That's too much to take in right now. Hmm. But then this isn't the right kind of nice for you. Ted Lasso. The drama. It's got to be Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Okay. It's, it's a, it. You know, that's a very small target to hit. And, you know, ex <laughs> Mr. Olivia Wilde did just that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 40 minutes. That's we went over extra credit. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. The parenthood episode. Never to happen again. Now we can just <laughs> take that off the list. That segment officially goes away in our dinner for five style. We, we can uh, move Kevin Smith back up in the rotation. Touchdown. Oh, penalties the, this, is a, this is a turkey ball. Oh, what are you making the rules now? It's just turkey game. ball. You're calling penalties? Come on. Easy, easy, easy. It's just a game. I don't, I don't, it doesn't right. matter. I don't care. Yeah, cool. That's a big surprise because you don't care about anything, do you? You don't care about this game. He doesn't care about our family. He oh doesn't care God. about Thanksgiving. He sold the company, Sarah, last night. Dad do? Uh, he's fine, I guess. Wow, wasn't that something what happened out there today? Yeah, I Two know. Two guys going <laughs> in. No, I think. I mean, yeah, I think Uncle Adam could have taken him, do you? Yeah. Well, if he couldn't, I would have. Would have been fun to watch. I loved every minute of it myself. I liked it. There's something about fights that was fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Fun to be in. Go ahead. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? Yep. Did you tell your mother? You're dead. I promise I won't. Oh, my gosh. Huh? <clears throat> Nothing like it. it. Hair on your <clears throat> chest. That's really bad, yeah? Yeah. 